Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a conversation with Joshua T. Berglund and Scott Aaron. Scott, my man, I'm so excited to have you here. Somebody that's been so accomplished as you are in a field that, look, it's been important for several years, but I believe going into this direction that we're going with the new world, with the advancements of technology, what you do and what you teach is absolutely pivotal to the success of most businesses. It's not just online marketers or what we like to put in a box as online marketers, because frankly, we are all online marketers, especially going into this new world. So I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to learn more about what you do, how you help people, and how really you're just impacting so many lives around the world. But before we get into that, can you tell me, what are you grateful for today and why? First, Joshua, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here today. Excited. And I'm grateful for a lot of things, but I actually have a gratitude journal that I write in each night before I go to bed and on businesses and the company that my wife and I own. I'm grateful for her, my son, my family, and my friends. And why? Because that encompasses everything. Without my health, I couldn't be the husband and father and business owner that I am. Without my family and friends by my side and my wife and my son, I would just be living a very incomplete life. So it's not about the money or the houses or the cars. I am almost, I have I'm always been grateful for the simplistic things, which end up being the most meaningful things in my life. Uh, that is such a perfect and beautiful answer. And it's obvious that you have a gratitude practice based off what you just said. Before you were in internet marketing, what were you doing? So I, I was a traditional brick and mortar business owner. So I jokingly tell people that I've been psychologically unemployable since day one. So I've never, I've never worked for anyone. I never had a job. So when I was, and it's a really interesting trajectory that I actually got sent on. So my father still to this day is an entrepreneur. He's still in health and wellness. My grandfather, who's still with us, was an entrepreneur. He had his own pharmacy. My great-grandfather had his own butcher shop in South Philadelphia. So I come from a very long lineage of I was going down the traditional path and route. I was in college. I was at the University of Pittsburgh at the time. I was 19 years old. And my father had exited a company that he was helping to manage to open up his own health club, his own gym in downtown Philadelphia. It's always been a passion of his, still is. He still competes in bench press contests around the world. And that didn't seem... Too off the wall. I remember going to the gym with my dad as a little kid on a Saturday morning to go work out with his trainer, Bruce, who he still trains with today. I would just go and hang out and watch. And when he told myself and my mom and my sister that he was taking over a gym, it didn't seem odd, but the reason why was odd. And the company that he had left that he was helping to manage was under an investigation by the federal government for insurance fraud. My dad was caught in the middle of it. So long story short, my father ended up having to serve two and a half years in federal prison and preceding that he had purchased this gym to leave something for my family to have from a monetary standpoint, the lights would still be on, the mortgage was going to get paid, I had to then support my mom and my sister. So my dad turned the keys over to me. As a sophomore in college, I had a transfer from Pittsburgh to Temple University in downtown Philadelphia. And I spent the better part of 1998 until 2016 when I closed my third and final gym in the health and wellness space. And I did 
pivot around 2013 to the inter- internet marketing side. So the last three years of my journey in health and wellness was spent in online doing both, but full-time online marketing since 2016. So that was a bit of my background, owned and operated three gyms, made millions, lost millions, a lot of ups and downs, but a lot of wonderful lessons along the way that have helped myself and my wife grow and scale the company that we have. I love that. I want to talk about the transition that that when you decided to make the leap and start to transition this way, because that story is actually either foretelling a lot of people's stories that coming up here or here recently, the last few years has taught us a lot about what we can, what we can create at home, what we are capable of. It's caused a lot of disruption in the workplace. A lot of people are having to go, wait a second, I went to college for this. Now I can't do it. So now what am I going to do? There's a lot of people that are lost or there's a lot of people that are going to wake up and go, oh my God, technology took my job. But that's okay because guess what? There's still more opportunity that's out there. And that's what you teach, correct? You help people make this transition. Can you realistically tell people Because I do think that more and more people are starting to look this direction of what they're doing as an opportunity, as as an opportunity to leave a legacy. But can you talk about the transition, how hard it was to make the transition from brick and mortar to online? It was definitely a transition. But at the end of the day, what I teach, you can't automate or have any sort of AI for. So I, I teach the art of human connection in business. And... What I love about what I teach is the human connection. It's our natural ability. It's our God-given ability to create that relatable connection point from an emotional, but also a business standpoint to the people that we're looking to connect with. Prior to getting in the online space, and like I mentioned, 2013 is when I started to get into the online space. I always remind people that at that point, I had 15 years of experience being a problem solver for the people that I was working with. Trainer, sports nutritionist, people came to me with a problem. I always tell people we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. So I was doing more listening than talking because I wanted to be a good problem solver for people that were coming to me. So I ended up getting really good at not only solving people's problems, but giving them a path to go down to really succeed in whatever it was they were looking to succeed at the time. And what I found when I got into the online space It was much the same, except it wasn't belly to belly. I had to create this relatable connection point through content that I was creating, whether it was a post or whether it was a video that really rang true or someone found value in where they would continue to tune in and continue to follow me. And then eventually when the door of opportunity would then be swung open where a conversation can be had. It was the same situation. I asked questions, I got answers, and I provided solutions and then started growing a new clientele base. So I basically just had to take the core principles of what I learned having the brick and mortar business and then converting that into how it should be done in the online space. And then that's what I'm still teaching today. I want to ask you something. I love that every one of your answers to me are, I just want to give you a hug because (laughs) so many people, I remember when I first started down this path, because honestly, of online marketing, learning media, new media, and started to really transition in that direction. I had to learn, I didn't have the money to go hire someone like yourself. So a lot of it was accessing all the free material I could, volunteering at events, like learning literally everything I could from the best just through serving. And then of course, navigating the online, which is 
It's like swimming in shark infested waters because everyone's got an amazing funnel. And those funnels, I got to tell you, it's like psychological warfare. Every time, okay, I did the 99 cent offer. Now I'm going to do the $6 one. Now I'm going to do the $29 one. Now I'm doing the 100. Oh shit, now I have to spend $1,000. How'd this happen? But it's so good. And then while I'm, in, I'm doing these courses and I'm trying to learn, I'm realizing that I'm pretty much getting screwed over or what I'm being taught is not really that savory or the whole setup to begin with was to get me in some never ending click funnel that I could never get out of. Or if I did get out of it, I had to leave feeling like oh, I've just been violated. And so many of these people that speak from stages, that speak, that, that have these courses and online different, hey, we're going to make you seven figures and all that stuff. There's so much fraud out there. And it's really caused a lot of people to be really nervous about trying to step into these waters. Can you tell us the appropriate thing or the appropriate questions to ask when we're trying to find out who's safe to work with and who's not? I think that comes from a very valuable tool that we all have, which is Google. And <laughs> my wife Googled me before our first date to check me out. And she said, who is this guy? He's written books. He's got this podcast and he's doing all this LinkedIn stuff. And so even with dating, you can use Google. So before you make any monetary decision, when you're hiring a coach or you're going to join a mastermind uh, or whatever you're looking to do to up-level your business, do your research. Any decision that Nancy and I, my wife, we have made for our business, whether it's a coach that we hired, a contractor we brought on to help scale our company, a mastermind, it, we didn't just hear about that person in a day. There was a lot of nurturing that had been done to make that decision and say, yes, prime example, my wife and I have our own mastermind. It's called Expert Authority. And where we are right now, we're opening the doors in a couple of weeks, but we only allow 10 people at a time to come in. And we've sold seven of the 10 spots before we even open the doors. And those seven spots were claimed. Six of the seven were by old clients of mine that I warmly reached out to and said, hey, just want to let you know, we're opening the doors to our mastermind. Would you be interested in taking one of the spots? We can talk more about it. And it's just a simple conversation. Sure. So the fact of the matter is you want to have that social proof. So for me, when someone, if someone just Googles Scott Aaron comma LinkedIn, if they just do that search, th what they're going to have is a treasure trove of information about me where articles I've written, podcasts that I've guested on, and I've been on close to 150 different podcasts at this point. If they go to my LinkedIn profile, they're going to see over 505 reviews testimonials that people have written about me. So before you make any decision, if you're listening to this, you're watching this and you want to up-level your business and you want to hire a coach, you want to join a mastermind, you want to buy a course or a program, check out the person's social proof. What is their track record? Have they gotten results for other people? It's interesting. I make sure that there's enough testimonials or value that other people have found in everything that I do. If someone goes onto iTunes and they check out my podcast, they'll see close to 85 star reviews. If they look at any of my books, which I've written three on LinkedIn alone, they'll see an average of 55 star reviews for each of those books. If they go onto my LinkedIn profile, again, they're going to see over 500 written testimonials. So before you make that decision, find out as much as you can about that person and the work that they've done with others. And if the social proof is there and people say, yes, 
this person is the person that you want to work with, then have that educated conversation with that individual and don't let them interview you. You should interview that person. It's a mutual decision, right? The person that you're looking to hire has the same amount of responsibility as the person that you are looking to work with. Because again, it has to be in agreement between the two. You have to want to work with the person and the person that you want to work with, they have to want to work with you. There is a middle ground that needs to be met. I, another just awesome answer. I want to ask you another thing because you were talking about Googling people. Mm. I'm one of those people that you can Google and you can see my arrest records, which I'm, I don't hide any of my past. I've spilled all my beans on purpose intentionally so I could live free and now without fear of trying to so somebody trying to hold something over my head. I, yeah past that life now, but my Google history is a mix of some really crazy content and re arrest records. And I'm, and I like that for me because one, I'm transparent about who I am, where I've been, what I've gone through and how I've overcome. Like that's part of what my deal is. We are moving into a world where there is going to be no privacy. There's really no privacy now. There's an illusion of it, but we're moving into a world where there is none. I want to ask you this, as somebody that has built an identity and a brand and really a legacy online in the way that you have, and of course, you've done it in real time too with real people because you are an artist of human connection as well, if you will, and you don't leave that out where I'm just a digital footprint and that's it. Like You do enjoy the human connection. Mm. But that said, in this world that of internet marketing, there's a lot of people out there that the only option they have is branding themselves online. They're not getting a regular job. So do you recommend basically somebody revealing all of their secrets and using that as part of their brand? Or do you still contend that keeping some stuff private matters? I think it, de it depends on the subject matter. I I again, for me, I'm very open and transparent and vulnerable about the ups and downs that I've been through. My father's incarceration, Great. I lost a house. I had to file for personal bankruptcy. I've been divorced twice. I, I share all those things because there is a, an emotional, relatable connection between people. So yeah. one of the best ways to create a bond between two individuals that don't know each other is through vulnerability. Because so many people on the, what I call the passenger side perspective, it's the person on the other side of the computer screen that's looking at your content. If you just have just very bland, very, I would say black and white information, there's really nothing you're bringing to the content that makes it stand out. It just, as you said, it, it just, it swims with the rest of the sharks, right? It's basically, it's that blood red ocean. It's literally drowning or it's being crammed into a sandbox where there is no room to even play in anymore. So when you actually openly share things about your journey and your story, the fact is, yes, we're all individuals in the sense that there's some aspect of our life that is very unique and very different. Yes. But a lot of us have a lot of crossover points in our life. I am absolutely not the only person to get divorced twice. Yeah. I'm absolutely not the only person that has filed for personal bankruptcy. I'm not the only person who's ever had to deal with incarceration, whether it was me personally or someone in my life. And that acts as a touch point for people to create relatability. We're like, oh my God, you know, I relate to Joshua. I relate to Scott. And it's a way to draw people closer to you because 
the more that you can humanize yourself, and this is goes back to the art of human connection. There's a lot of people in internet marketing that put them, they put themselves on these online pedestals where they're better than everyone else, right? So they're sitting on their throne and they're pointing their finger and they're telling people what they should do to get to where they are. I'm more of a, I would say a, an internet marketer of the people. I'm the, <laughs> the people's champ. I'm the people's champ. So I'm down there. I'm with you. No matter how much success we have or had not have, I'm still looking eye level with people. I want to get to know them. It's the shaking hands, the hugs, the kissing babies, all that stuff. I want to be a part of that because that's how you create a community. That's how you create a tribe of individuals that really see you as a person that they relate to. If you look at a lot of the top influencers, I'm just going to use Tony Robbins as an example. I don't really follow much of what he does, but I do know a lot of his backstory from things that I listened to when I first got into personal development. And he is very open about how his father abandoned them, like literally left. And it was just him and his mom. He was very open about the abusive relationship he had between himself and his mother. But the fact is that is a relatable touch point to another person where they're like, you know what? Tony will understand me. He gets me. And the same thing goes for anyone with anything about your past. Don't ever be ashamed of your journey because what your past was does not have to do with who you are today. You had to go through those certain bumps in the road to learn the lessons that allowed you to get to where you are right now. So people always ask me, do you wish you can change your past? Do you wish your dad never went to prison? Yeah, I never wanted my dad to go to jail, but I don't wish for that not to happen because if it wasn't for that happening, I wouldn't even be on this podcast that I am today sharing this story. Amen. I love that. Gosh, that's good. Who's your, uh, <laughs> not to borrow a film title, but who's your guru? Do you have one? I, there's two people that I've always, always have related to. And I think it's more from the warm nature of their message. Like they're just very warm individuals. Robin Sharma, who wrote the book, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, and also The Leader Who Had No Title. Those are the 5 a.m. club. Those are his like three big books. And Simon Sinek, whose big book was Start With Why. I just really resonate with not only how they view leadership, but how they view humanity in the sense of just being a human being, having a human experience. That's all it is. And being a good person. There's a lot of great people out there, but- I always come back to the messages that they have always shared. And you know that you're an impactful person when you're really known for one specific thing, meaning Simon Sinek will forever be known as the start with your why guy. And again, your why is really important because it's not about the how, it's not about the what, it's about the why. That's what people care about most. So I would say as far as gurus, people that are really doing, I would say, earth-moving things and mountain-moving things. I love Robin Sharma and I love Simon Sinek. Wow. Awesome. Have you ever listened to Vision? Which one? Vision from Mind Valley? No. Oh, man. That's all this stuff. They're they're so similar. Yeah. Uh, Vision for me, he wrote a book called Code of the Extraordinary Mind and I read it when I was homeless and it just... It changed my life from the standpoint that I woke up, I read the book and realized I wasn't crazy. Because you know how that is, especially doing what you're doing. You start to get downloads and visions and you start to have these giant ambitions that seem just impossible. 
And but you and still believe that you're that's what you were born to do and create. Yes. I had a lot of those and it made me look like a crazy person, or at least even to myself. I'm like, you're insane, you're not doing that. But or society was set up to make me feel that way, or I was not strong enough to believe that I was capable of doing such things, whatever it was. When I read that book, I was in a place of thinking that I was going nowhere. My life was over. All these big dreams and visions were just a joke. And it was God mocking me and yada. I read that book and go, oh, I'm not crazy. So I'm going to go ahead and go to try to do all this stuff and look crazy while I'm trying. But fortunately, it's taken several years, but it started to pay off now. And I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for all of these people like yourself that they're in this internet and marketing world where people assume that you can be an art, you can be deceptive in your practices because there is a lot of deceptive marketing practice. I honor you for being a man of integrity by doing things on the up and up. And you have the reviews to prove it. You don't have three best-selling books without being that's done the work, but at the same time, the reviews and the community that you built that's inspiring to someone like me and also for people that are out there making a transition right now. You know, what you've just shared, I believe is enough to just light a fire in them to make them take that leap. So I thank you for that. I thank you for being here. And please tell everybody where they can support you, where they can buy your books and just follow your journey. Yeah, Joshua, thank you again. And I always tell people, you know, where I am today uh, was 25 years in the making. And in 1998, when I got into entrepreneurship, it, it was all the chapters that needed to be written to get to where I am today. And I'm not done writing them. Where I am right now is not going to be where I'm five years from now, which I'm excited about. I'm always excited about the future. So if anybody wants to connect with me, obviously you can Google me if you want, but you could also go to my website, scottaaron.net. Uh, LinkedIn is is the, I'm active on all social media, but that is my platform of choice. You can just search for Scott Aaron on LinkedIn. I'll pop up and please connect with me in any way I can be of service. My books are on my website, but you can always go to Amazon and just type in Scott Aaron LinkedIn. My books will come up. My latest one, the LinkedIn book for sales and marketing came out back in September. It's the most updated version of the things that I teach and talk about and highly suggested for anyone that wants to get started with it. Awesome. Scott, thank you for being here, man. Joshua, thank you again so much. See you soon.